quick content warning before we start today. Today's episode features flirting between teenage characters. If you prefer not to hear this, check the episode description for time codes to skip. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Super Idols RPG. As always, I'm your GM, Aaron Cerise, and with me today are Dana. Hello. T. Hello. Luca. Hi. And Liv. Hello. So, following off from last episode, there's been a little bit of time since you all got together with Jaden at the Bomb Bomb Brothers show, and it is now finally time. The time we've all been waiting for for so long now. The beginning of the SingStar Tournament Week. <laughs> or weekend, rather. <laughs> it's mainly the one day you're going to be going through, but it's going to take a while episode-wise. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm embarrassed. I'm the only one that like let out a scream. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm hyped. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, I'm excited, too. I'm ready for battle. <laughs> I mean... Friendly competition. I don't know how it's going to be a battle. ¿Por qué no los dos? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and before we get straight into it, there is one thing I want to start before we do that, because like the way the tournament works is all of you are going to be competing individually in this first round of the tournament to each prove yourselves as worthy individual idols before doing any kind of group competitions. So we're going to be getting a lot of scenes with all of y'all split up. So I figured it'd be good to get at least one scene of you all together before we kick this all off. So we're going to start today before all the major excitement starts. It is night before, familiar setting, Karen's basement, another pocket dimension, never mind about that. But it's a place you're all familiar with and you're all gathering here for a sleepover to prepare yourselves for the next day. Unfortunately, Jaden will not be able to join you for said sleepover because he is very busy preparing for his move back to the UK. He basically will have time to compete in the first round of the tournament because he was already signed up for that and he wants to do at least one part of it with you before he goes. But otherwise, he's quite busy making preparations to get all his stuff moved back. So for now, it's the four of you. And who do you think arrives first? Angie with uh, all my notebooks, of course, and um, <laughs> a brand new cork board that I was really excited about that I brought just for this Ooh. and uh, <laughs> the usual stuff so that I could set up everything. So the cork board set up with like each of our uh, individual tournaments <laughs> and, like so we could go over them last minute. Oh, nice. This is what we know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you do know that you're all going to be split up into different brackets of the tournament. It's not like a round robin tournament, but like mm -hmm. there's different like themes for each of the types of competitions you'll be in. 
there's different areas of being a super idol that each competition is split up into. There's like powers-based competitions, music-based competitions, singing-based, dance-based, basically. Oh, and a uh, charisma slash audience appeal section. Each of you gets to conveniently represent one of those five areas. What? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> How convenient. Very convenient to have a five-member idol group who can cover all the bases like that. Yeah. Yeah, Lara. we really do it all. Yeah. It's the perfect rhythmics. You could say we're a quintuple threat. <laughs> hey, yes. So yeah, Karen will help you get your notebooks and your cork boards set up. <laughs> she has... You still have the whiteboard from last time that you planned all the Crimson Signal stuff yeah. with, so now you're extra prepared. <laughs> yeah. I think Lucia shows up shortly after that, sees them all working, and just, like, flops down onto the couch and takes out her phone. <laughs> there is already a mug of tea waiting for you on the side table. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. She says as she helps set up the corkboard. Yeah, she's click clacking away. And because we don't know a lot about our opponents... A lot of the pictures of them I have are literally just like that gray face with the question mark. On <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think Valerie will arrive. You know, her attitude is pretty determined to be prepared to uh, like prove her stuff in this solo match. Yeah, and I think if you arrive into this scene with like Angie setting up basically the murder board to prepare <laughs> all of you. Well, we've got the, you know, big whiteboard that says crime plans on the top, and then you can spin it around and it says tournament plans on the other side. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's why I got it, because it's a dual side one. The other side has grid paper markings, too, so it's very convenient. I'm nothing if not thorough for finding the best organizational and stationary equipment the team needs. Mm-hmm. Well, it helps that you also have a team member who can literally create whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason I keep buying them <laughs> instead. <laughs> it's the principle of it, you know what I exactly, mean? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The more reliable. I just got to feel it in my hands before I buy it, you know? <laughs> it's not that. You're like Momo Yalyamozu from um, I Hear Academia. People are like, you can just, like, your quirk is literally to make things. And she's like, but I can't do that to the economy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a businesswoman's daughter. Oh my goodness. <sighs> but yeah, so I think Karen will welcome Valerie as she comes down the stairs into the extra dimensional apartment and say, Sup, Valerie? Hey. Hey. Oh, I see we're already getting started planning. Mm hmm. Angie's very on top of this. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then I like flip over the whiteboard that says tournament plans from crime plans <laughs> <laughs> I mean listen and like Trixie's gonna throw her phone down that's a bust sorry it's okay I appreciate you looking again I mean I guess it really doesn't matter because we're gonna win anyway but yeah but still it's the principle of the thing you know well I mean it's also like if there's one thing that you're gonna do it's gonna be like make a plan and a plan and a plan for a plan well, not yeah. that that's bad. But. Yeah, we've been training. We've been through a lot. I'm sure this is not going to be hard, but it's always good to be prepared. Yeah. And while we're not sure exactly what the schedule's going to be until we get there tomorrow, I'll try to attend whatever tournaments I can and root for you. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to do my best to attend all of you's, at least in part, even if they're going on at the same time. 
She holds up a light stick and gives you a little, like, cheeky salute, kind of like, I have my ways. Oh, you have the rainbow one. Yes. It took a while to get the, the colors exactly right. It's perfect. When we win, when, not if, I think that we should try to get, like, our own special one, like, made. You know what I mean? Like a Rhythmix-themed light stick. I think that'd be, you know, cool or whatever. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, oh, wait, before we start this meeting, we shouldn't start it without B. Right. Oh, and I guess that's uh, the cue to ring the doorbell. You were waiting outside the <laughs> whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for, like, listening through the door for the right dramatic moment to step in. Yeah. Just for a couple of minutes. She, <laughs> no, she actually was a little late because she was uh, cooking. She's bringing a a big uh, oven pan of tiramisu. Oh, oh. fancy! Oh, so yeah, yeah. Hi, I, I, I thought we could use a little pick me up before. Oh, B. Uh, oh, wow! Thank you. Thanks. Right. Yeah, but there's some coffee in it. I don't know if that. I mean, it's better than the greasy pizza I was planning on ordering. Although, well, no, no, we, we should get that, that too. too. We should get we that should. too. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Every little bit helps. It's good for morale boosting. We're going to need a lot of energy tomorrow if we want to destroy our competition. And we will. Not so sure about Jaden. I think he might, like, take them out for a tea party first, rather. But I'm pretty sure he'll get there in the end somehow. As long as he takes them out, that's all that matters. You know what? I'm sure he's going to win, and he's also, you know, he's going to be their new best friend. Mm-hmm. That's Jaden for I you. I expect nothing less, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I'm going to miss him at the tournament when it won't be the five of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just going to have to win for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, Karen, you have all the video equipment you need to tape the performance to send to him? Oh, absolutely. I've got the best handheld 4K cameras. You, you have no idea. Good. Good. Won't be the same, but at least... Maybe we can do a little dedication to him before the firms. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. We have to focus on our individual opponents. Right. We need to win this round first. I want all of us to win. I know sometimes some of you feel a little bad about being competitive. But this is a competition. Don't pull your punches out there. (laughs) You don't have to worry about that from me. (laughs) I never did. You just see Lucia kind of like seriously nodding along and (laughs) taking that in. Yeah, I... I've got a lot riding on showing what I can do out there, so I'm not going to hold anything back. You're going to kill it. Not them, just the competition. Right. Yes. Right. We keep that for the finals. (laughs) What? She's just joking, just joking. I can't tell if it's Angie or T laughing at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I have to say, I it sounds cliche to say that I have full faith in you and that there's no way you can lose, but honestly, I don't see a way that y'all can lose. You you've done so much so fast that a lot of the competition is not gonna be prepared for, I think. A lot of new idols go into this thing and they're talented, but they still haven't like actually 
done a lot yet. I think what you've been through in the last like couple of months is as much as it shouldn't really happen to anybody. It's <laughs> I think it's really whipped y'all into shape, I'd say. We did break into a high security facility and rescue our friends. So I think in comparison, we've got this in the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, just want to say, I think we're all going to win our matches because we know what we're doing. We're good at it. We've been through a lot together. But if anyone doesn't, I don't want you to, you know, look, every, everyone has bad days, too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, Valerie. I, the important thing is that we win as a group. And we will. If enough of us make it through, we all do it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at minimum, only three of you have to win your matches for the whole group to go through. But I think it's going to be all five. But even if it's not, I'm going to be incredibly proud of you anyway, because I know what you're capable of. Well, I'm going for a clean sweep. That's the right attitude. We're going for a clean sweep. I'm going to end this man's career. <laughs> As you should. As you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. You've gotten so much better at this mean girl thing. I love it. I just have to say. I mean, you were always good, but that line just now, I just can't even. Are we going to go for like a mean girl concept now that it's just the four of us? I was kind of thinking of it. I mean, it. It feels natural. Yeah. I mean, without Jaden, we are kind of mean girls. We're just four mean girls. Yeah. And Karen. And Karen. That's true. Karen's our <laughs> mood maker and friend. And friend. See, that's the thing. It's like there is a nice one in the middle of all of us. Just nobody knows. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's behind the scenes. Yeah. And she's going to keep encouraging you to amp up the mean girl persona because she knows it's going to make you more popular. Mm-hmm. Okay. See? All the best idols have a good character to them. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ours feel natural and authentic already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, you know, glad that I figured out I can be the mean girl on stage and, you know, not be a huge bitch about it off stage too. Yeah. Or at least try not to. I mean, you're a little more haughty than mean, I think, in a good way. Thank you. I think if anything, honestly, you're like misunderstood. It's not that you're necessarily mean. It's just that you're really goddamn cool. Yeah, you're like the Sundari one of the group. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Valerie like blushes and says, what? No. And then like stops because... <laughs> <laughs> She realizes, as she says it, she realizes that, like, <laughs> denying it is not going to help. Sundere <laughs> Ouroboros. <laughs> See? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're all just, like, different kinds of mean. And we're only mean to bad people. Yeah. You're only mean to the haters. Exactly. exactly. We're like an anti-hero. We're not bad. We're just, you know. Yeah. Like paprika or whatever. Fuck her. I mean, papaya. Whatever. Whatever purse dimensions she mm-hmm. whiffed off to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we haven't seen the last of her. I would not be surprised if we ran into her at the competition. So stay on your toes, everyone. Ew, what if she's oh, like yeah, playing at herself and is like a judge or something? 
Oh. At least she can't do that openly. I think people are on the lookout for people who are known oh. Crimson Signal associates, but yeah, that's, who knows? Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Can I, do you think you can have your friend check the stages just before, just in case there's some uh, energy drawing back in there? Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they would have disposed of that kind of stuff, but you never know if somebody's doing it on the down low. I mean, you can also just like then. take the label off of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also remember our conversation with um, Tyra. Yeah, so I wouldn't put it past her to do that, especially because she probably considers us her number one threat now. And I mean, she should. We beat her team twice. Yeah, you never know. They might want to take us out early before we even get to the next round. I mean, I feel like it'd be easy at this point to wipe the floor with them. I I think you've demonstrated that for sure. Actually, that makes sense that it'd be better if they were like at the end of the competition. Then we could just have like an easy fight at the end. Like, oh yeah, well, that'd be lovely. Well, they are our rivals. Yeah, and we still have to like you know work hard to beat them. But at least it's you know the devil you know, right? True. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I some time ago I had a little conversation with uh, Dame Divine. Oh. And uh, I think there's something we can work there. I'm not sure if she's the type to mount a coup against Tyra, but I feel like she could break away from the band with a little push. Well, we also know Cass. So it's not like, you know, we kind of have someone on the inside. And Diana owes most of us a favor. She does. It seems really we're going up against Tyra. And once Tyra's out of the way... We just have another team that maybe we can practice with in the future. There's Ashley, too. I don't like Ashley. Yeah, fuck Ashley. Oh, and the horse. We all know how Jaden feels about her. We have to win this for Jaden. Yes. Yes. And then also so that we can manipulate Diana and Dame Divine into being our little pawns and ripping it all out from the inside. But, you know, also for Jaden. Oh, and turn Diana's original plan back on them. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I'll find how are your impressions. Can you, like, make a Tyra? Please. I can perfectly impersonate my, like, college-age brother. I can totally impersonate some Tyra. Okay, later I'm going to have to see you try that, because that sounds so cool. <laughs> 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 I I almost see like now that your siblings know about <laughs> your powers, I'm just imagining like a cutaway gag to like tail like I don't know doing the dishes in the kitchen or something, and you shape shifting into him behind him and like making faces over his shoulder. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Also, in my mind, just as a little side note, so we're, since we're hanging out here, it's big. Um, Carmelo from Encanto Energy. She can make mm-hmm. herself look like somebody, but she can't really make herself sound like somebody. Yeah, you don't have sound powers. No. So the idea of like <laughs> high pitched Chixie sounding like a fully grown young adult man is so funny. <laughs> um, but I think she can do it, or at least a decent one. Um, probably better mm-hmm. than I could. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she like nods um and i think she would pull up a picture of all of her siblings together and just like point to teo in the photo and just that's him and just he's a loser but you know 
he's okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I could probably impersonate Tyra if you, like, have a recording of her voice or something. I think we can find it, and uh, Vivi does a pretty great Diana. Um, I rather not do that. I, I still feel, I feel really bad that she got kidnapped because I pretended to be her. Yeah, entirely fair. Although, <laughs> I guess you're the only one she doesn't owe a favor to for that reason, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're even now, because she shot you in the back. Yeah, keep that in mind. She did literally shoot you in the back. Mm. While you weren't transformed. I'll call it even. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a new start. All right, so anyone nervous? Hell no. Born ready. Always, but we're going to kill it anyway. Queen Bee is just cutting a slice of the tiramisu. So it's, uh, I think it came out a little soggy and I'm sorry. I really... No way, this is so good. I like it. Besides, like, your stomach can never tell the difference anyway, so. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, this is, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as you're all sharing the tiramisu and ordering pizza for after this, going through some more of your hopes and dreams and your plans and schemes... <laughs> as the night winds down, like as you're getting into your like sleeping bags and ready to actually call it a night, Karen will call everybody for one last gathering in the center of the room to do, of course, you have to put your hands in the middle one last time before this all starts. <laughs> all right. Just like we practiced. Okay. On three. One, two, three, go, Rimmets! Oh, God. <laughs> Lucia, like, pulls her hand back and shakes it off. Ugh. You loved it. Don't even. <clears throat> it's always just so cringy. Um, uh, Valerie's the Cinderi one, not you. <laughs> Valerie just smiles and says, yeah, it's cringe. <laughs> Lucia loves it. She just can't ever show it. <laughs> hmm, the counting really did help. You're right. keep this middle bit shortish today because there's not a lot to announce but i did want to apologize if you're listening to this when it comes out this episode is massively late even considering what i said last episode about the release schedule that's partly due to us having to figure out the logistics of how to structure this episode and the next one but mostly it's just because i have continued to be uh massively burnt out look i've been creating video and podcast content regularly in some form or another since 2013 and even going all the way back to like 2006 if you count the various like projects that I made in fits and starts before doing YouTube and I think the collective weight of all of that has just really hit me hard this year and my brain has just kind of melted into a useless puddle the last few months um <laughs> it doesn't help as many who know me personally are uh, well aware I have been hyper fixating hardcore on Pokemon for a lot of this year 
Uh, <laughs> gotta love autistic special interests. Really, I do. But it is annoying not having great control of what my brain wants to fixate on at any given time. <laughs> anyway, point being, I'm very, very sorry this is late, especially because this is a this episode and the next one are gonna be really, really good episodes. The the guest players in this in these episodes, especially that are coming up, are amazing, and I've been wanting you to hear them for like the last year. <laughs> um, so I really hope that I can recover from this state of being over the next few months. Um just a heads up, I'm not holding out a lot of hope for like the rest of 2022 due to the <clears throat> imminent release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, but hopefully some t sometime soon after that. Um, because I do still love this show a ton. And again, I, I really want people to hear these next few episodes that we've got in our backlog. So I want to do what I can to make sure that this still comes out roughly once a month at least. Um, and hopefully taking things easier on myself for a few months will help me recover from the burnout and get myself back into a more consistent groove again. Anyway, while this is all going on, I definitely want to shout out those who are continuing to support the show on Patreon. Thank you all so much for continuing to enjoy the episodes, especially our $5 cheerleader squad. That squad being Adam K, Aurabolt, Chris T, Circus, Aracune, Great Big James, Jordan Cuttlefish, Liv C, Lumi Melon, Naomi, Noreen, Rowan B, Tanner S, and T. We should have some new stuff coming up, by the way, on the Patreon pretty soon, by the way. We will have a new idle talk for this episode that should be ready the day after this episode goes up. And we also finally have the first episode of our Patreon-exclusive mini-campaign for $5 plus subscribers that should be ready later this week. That show finally has a title, by the way. It will be called Super Idols Blast Off. If that, if that has you intrigued, uh, keep your eye on the Patreon this week if you're a $5 plus patron or want to become one. Alright, uh, that is all I have for you today. Thank you all very much again for understanding. And uh, prepare for more of me talking at you as I intro this tournament. In three, two, one. And so you finally reached it, the first day of the SingStar Tournament Qualifiers. Even though these are smaller matches in smaller arenas, the pressure you feel right now couldn't be more gargantuan. After all, you're here by yourself, without most of your usual team there to back you up, save for maybe the occasional supportive text or animated GIFs. Karen will be here for you, at least. Only part of the time, but still, that's something. She wants to attend all five of your matches at once, despite them being hosted at separate venues, so she's going to pull some shenanigans to make that happen. And of course, there is a reason why your matches are all being held in different places. Individual idols in the qualifiers are matched according to their strengths and weaknesses. So say an idol who relies heavily on offensive powers during performances will be matched with someone else who does the same, 
and their staging area should be ready for a violent clash of magic. On the opposite end of the scale, an idol with less flashy powers, but a strong singing voice might be paired with another singer to ensure a fair match. That said, while your matches nominally have a theme based around your strengths, any of your idol abilities are on the table today. Singing, dancing, musical skill, charisma, powers, any of it can be used to sway an audience to your side. The theme of the match is more of a guideline than a restriction in that way. An Elementum. You find yourself at the venue for instrument-based matchups. As venues go, this one might be the most... venue of all of them. You are at the Maplewood Auditorium, a small but prestigious concert hall in Cadence that is home to a world-class orchestra and hosts only the most sophisticated of super idols. That's not to say they only host classical music. Plenty of well-respected artists from all across the music spectrum have performed here. As one of the premier music events in Cadence, the SingStar Tournament will settle for nothing less than the best for their contestants. And for music-based matchups like this, the acoustics must be immaculate. As you enter the building, you meet some tournament staff who shepherd you off to a backstage green room type area, where you see some other contestants milling about. This is a waiting room type area where you'll be able to limber up, make any last minute adjustments to your hair and makeup, and size up the competition, so to speak. And as you enter the green room and speak with the tournament staffers there, they check your name off a list and they let you know that you'll be matched up today against an idol named the Saint of Roses. You think you might have heard that name before, but you're not sure where. In any case, you look around the room and your eye eventually catches a person who looks like they might be eyeing you. And that person is... That person is Marcus Saint, a.k.a. the Saint of Roses. My name is Keith, and both me and my character will be using he, him pronouns. But right now, Marcus is sitting in one of the more comfy-looking armchairs, and he is tuning two guitars, both acoustic, one regular guitar and one bass guitar. And he's um, staring at Elementum. He's wearing like a button-down shirt, but between the neck and the shoulders, instead of regular fabric, it's like this beaded situation, and they kind of gleam in the light. His pants are, are pressed, and he's wearing a pair of, um, I think they're snakeskin boots. So I think um, Elementum, right now at least, is just in like a sort of black um, skinny jeans, black trainers, and a uh, I think he's wearing his trusty Bon Bon Bros hoodie right now. And he sees the Saint of Roses tuning the guitar and he just waves at them. Hi, I'm guessing you're the Saint of Roses? Uh, hi, yeah. And the Saint just stands up and reaches out to shake your hand. Yeah, Jaden, grasps your hand and shakes it firmly. Hi, um, I'm Elementum. I think we're going to be competing against each other. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that you're a consummate um, showman. He kind of like blushes a little bit. Thank you. I mean, I mean, where did you hear that from? I mean, word gets around, and um, I'm glad that you're uh, you've gotten yourself dry after the downpour incident. And I think if you look down at his shoes, they're actually uh, you notice they're not snakeskin. They're actually made of these overlapping leaves. 
Oh, okay. He kind of like uh, stumbles over his words a bit after the mention of the downpour <laughs> incident. Uh, yeah, but I think we're we're doing a lot better than we did then. So um, I'm looking forward to competing with you. Uh, I really like yeah, your shoes, you... by the way. Thank you, thank you. I kind of make them myself. Here, do you want do you want a coffee? Um, I, I don't drink coffee. Um, thank you though. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So what's uh, what's on the horizon? after this slow competition what's uh what kind of goals you got oh um i guess my goal is to become a super idol um the steps along the way i'm still kind of trying to figure out but um yeah yeah super idols but but what else what do you want to use your super idol idol dumb for um he kind of scratches his head a bit i mean you you seem nice i guess I, I want to be able to support my parents and my sister. Um, and I thought being a super idol would be a good way to do that. And then you see the saint just like look at you for a beat. That That's it? Yeah. I, I enjoy the music, but um, if I can enjoy the music and also help my family out, I think it's a win-win. But we were given powers to change the world. Well... If you want to change the world, you should always start at home first. I suppose you're right, but I mean, if all you want to do is support your family, I mean, why don't you just um, work for some sort of big company then, if you're going to, if that's all you want? Um, I've come across a few people who've done that, and they didn't seem to be having fun. So, uh, I don't know, maybe down the line... Hmm. I suppose I got the wrong impression of you. I uh, I apologize if I pressed too much. I I just thought that you had a little bit more vision. What does what does that mean? And then the saint just goes back to tuning his guitars. Uh, okay. Um. Well, looking forward to um competing against you. I guess. Uh, and he just walks away onto to the other side of the room and starts messing with his guitar. And every so often, like, giving Marcus a look of confusion because he doesn't really understand what had just happened, but then looks back down <laughs> at his guitar as he gets back to um, tuning it. Right, and uh, and Marcus, you will, you will see that the guitar is quite high quality, all things considered, and has a, a really rad blue lightning bolt pattern on it. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, I think he's just under his breath like, I, I don't have vision, what, is, what does that mean? Queen B, you find yourself at the venue for charisma-based matchups. It is actually not an arena per se, but a local video creator studio. Normally this place is aimed at super idols who perform on IdolTube and the like, and as such it has a lot of different backdrops and lighting setups, furniture, props, the works. The area where your match will be held is essentially a large warehouse where bigger scenes are often filmed. Bleachers have been set up for the audience around the edges of the space, behind safe powerproof barriers of course. And as you make your way into the building today, you are shepherded off to a contestants-only green room area. As you speak with the tournament staffers there, they check your name off a list, 
and let you know that you will be matched up today against an idol named the Blue Stallion. You're not sure who that is, but as you look around the room, your eye eventually catches a person who looks like he might fit the bill. And that person is... Hi, my name is Lance, he, him pronouns, and I will be playing the Blue Stallion. Blue Stallion uses he, him, and she, her, depending. Mostly he, him, though. Blue Stallion is a seven-foot-tall, heavy-set, but still, like, muscular man with waist-length electric blue hair kept up in a ponytail and the sides are shaved. He dresses in a black cowboy shirt with white detailing and fringe, a matching cowboy hat with the same white fringe, black chaps over white pants, and bright blue cowboy boots. He wears many gold rings and has multiple gold piercings in each ear. Um, and he has a general affable energy about him. So what's the vibe as, as you make your way into the area after the staffers kind of leave you alone there, Queen Bee? Well, I think Queen Bee is a lot more tense than she wants to show. This is a big thing, and uh, she is going to stand on her own. So she's really, really worried about maybe not measuring up. Real quick, how tall is Queen Bee? I want to know what the height difference here is. <laughs> I think Queen Bee is like uh, 5'10", tops. Like, she's not exceedingly tall. The heels give her maybe a, a next range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, so yeah, he's a, he's got the energy, uh, I think, of somebody. He doesn't see you come in, but he looks up, like, as you enter, like, the corner of his eye. Uh, he see, you see he's, like, on his phone. Um, I don't know if you look to see what he's doing, but he sort of, like, does, like, a small, like, wave and, like, awkward smile. Uh, respectful nod. Mm -hmm. I think you can probably tell without piercing the mask that he is also kind of nervous. <laughs> well, that's just good. I forgot to ask, are we allowed to have our phones with us? Uh, just in the green room area, yeah, but you'll have to put them in a locker or something before you actually go out there. Ah, gotcha. Do you think you two would be the type to approach each other before the match, or do you think you would watch each other from afar? I think Queen Bee would maybe try to seize Blue Stallion up discreetly, but then she would probably talk to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Blue Stallion would probably wait. Like, he's clearly more nervous now that you're here, but you can see he's he's like, he's kind of like not buried in his phone, but he's, he's definitely like messaging someone. You can tell by the way he's moving his fingers. Hmm. But he, yeah, he doesn't seem like crazy nervous. He's just like, oh, there's another, there's another person in here. <laughs> and sort of like a little bit self-conscious. Yeah, I think Queen Bee, you also probably get a uh, bee emoji, muscle arm emoji, sparkle emoji from Karen uh, <laughs> to let you know that she's <laughs> waiting for you out in the audience. Oh, that helps. That helps a lot. <laughs> I think if the silence stretches on for a little bit, um, he eventually like looks up and like puts his phone in his pocket and like uh, reaches his hand out to like shake yours and he says, uh, "You must be Queen Bee." Well, what gave it away? Um, what is she wearing? Anything like, like black and yellow? Like what's, yes. what's the fit? <laughs> I think she's in her traditional garb. Like the... mm -hmm. I was like, well, I mean, that's the, the person they told me I'd be matched up with today. Um, and you do have the whole black and yellow thing going on. Oh, so you are Blue Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's me. Well, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Yeah. I was actually, um, this is kind of a huge deal for me because I, I was actually there at the at the Stormlight when you guys performed. Um, you guys were incredible. 
Oh, where are you? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's so that's so sweet of you. Yeah, I don't I don't actually live in Cadence, but um, my my friend and like a bandmate, Coyote Kate, um, uh, heard about it and uh, she drove us down. Um, actually. Well, I'm really glad you had a good time at our show, and I hope that uh, after this you will still be our fan. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I like I said I don't I don't live in Cadence so I hadn't actually heard of you guys before but you guys definitely made a big impression. He kind of like smiles and you can't tell if that was like a backhanded <laughs> compliment hmm. or if he's just sort of a little bit oblivious. Queen Bee smiles back, but there's an edge to it. <laughs> I think if this was like an anime or something like that, you'd see like the little like sweat thing <laughs> appear yeah. over. His... We're being very polite, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can probably tell uh, that he's getting like a little bit more nervous the longer the conversation is going on. Mm, I would hate to assume, but uh, do you do country music by any chance? I I do actually. Yeah, um, we're a, we're a duo group. Uh, we only have like a couple of songs, um, but we've been doing pretty well. Um, and I was uh, actually really surprised that we managed to make it in the competition. I've, this is my first, like, big, like, moment like this, I guess. Well, I'm sorry, then. Oh! <laughs> it takes him a moment, and he's like, he like has, like, a moment of confusion, and then he gets what you're saying, which is like, oh, um... It- <laughs> you get, like, the floating question marks in the air, and yeah, the, the yeah. like, two-panel pause. There's a solid moment of, like, a good-natured, like, smiling, like, confused. Then he's just like, oh. <laughs> you do seem like a nice person. And uh, I hope you believe me when I say there is nothing personal, but I really want this. And that means I have to break you like a bronco. Oh! Um, he's very flustered now, um... It is kind of funny, given like how much bigger he is than you. you. He is definitely starting to shrink a little bit, if not literally. Then, like, <laughs> uh, you, you've uh, scared him a little bit. Yeah, he's got full foot over <laughs> me. So, like, I, I think he might have gone like, like, sort of like, not away, but like he's faced away from you now, sort of like, kind of waiting for y'all to get called down. Um, but you might catch him like giving you a little bit of a side eye and like not like anything bad but like yeah like he's definitely like keeping an eye on you <laughs> well to avoid the awkwardness i'm gonna see if i can if there's any go for someone else i can ask for some for drink yeah sure just gonna keep up the the haughty pose yeah since it's a big tournament sing star is, is a big name in cadence of course you have the fanciest of sodas available to you elderflower please perfect yes <laughs> Oh man, what's something fancy that he would get? Probably just, he would probably just get a lemon water. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you get the staffers bring you some like <laughs> some nice elderflower and uh, lemon based drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, the two of you do hear your names called. Finally, it's breaking that awkward, terrible tension. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there hasn't been any rules yet, but I feel like. <laughs> Just based on role play, um, he would—he's close to marking afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, I was almost ready to ask Queen Bee to provoke, but I didn't think there was enough of a like. What are you asking Blue Stallion to do to do that? I was half expecting a pierce the mask. Ooh, 
Actually, yeah, we could do one last Pierce the Mask before this. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would necessarily do one on Queen Bee, because I think he is kind of taking her at face value. Sure. Did you want want to Pierce the Mask on Blue Stallion then, uh, Queen Bee? I would love to. My mundane is pretty low, but I'm still going to try. Always worth a try. (laughs) You might even get a plus one because he's been thoroughly intimidated by you. Oh, no. uh, (laughs) Or not. No, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, your face is too high up. I can't really see you looking like from this angle. You look extremely self-assured. He he seems to be exactly what he looks like. (laughs) That is a three for the record. Yes, I see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you, um, he seems exactly what he looks like. Yeah, so I'm not going to inflict any other conditions for that. Just that you, Blue Stallion seems what he looks like on the surface. Yeah, so, there's nothing there you go. There's nothing going on uh, beneath what is immediately <laughs> visible. Everything is normal and nothing is wrong. Yeah, he's not yeah. hiding anything. No one is hiding anything. No one here is hiding anything, definitely. <laughs> this is the most honest room in Cadence. <laughs> you find yourself at the venue for power-based matchups. You weren't entirely sure you were matched right when they told you where you'd be heading. You're not exactly the powerhouse of rhythmics the way someone like, say, Elementum is, but you do have a very particular power set that you make good use of, and the tournament organizers said they found an opponent who has a similar power set that would make a good match for you. So, there you go, I guess. (laughs) As for the venue itself, it is one of the few purpose-built Super Idol venues being used for the qualifiers. It's a relatively small arena, and it looks like just a simple concrete dome from the outside. But the inside is extremely high-tech, because this venue has the ability to shield against and enhance a wide range of powers. The interior walls and structures are actually made of a special material that can shift itself into a wide range of different shapes and substances. This material is, of course, astronomically expensive, which is why the city could only afford to build a small venue with the stuff. Anyway, as you enter this building, you meet some of the tournament staff who end up shepherding you off to a backstage green room type area. And as you enter the green room and speak with the tournament staffers there, they check your name off a list and let you know you'll be matched up today against an idol named Radiant Tiara, who it turns out is standing right across the room from you. Hi, my name is Ayumi, she, they pronouns, and I will be playing Radiant Tiara. So uh, Radiant Tiara is uh, what you can see is a 16-year-old Japanese girl And she has very large, very, very poofy uh, red-orange hair. And her skin seems to be kind of sparkling, almost as if she's covered in gold glitter. But just still still looking like skin. It's clear that it's not uh, something that she put on herself. She has uh, yellow eyes with a bit of an orange sheen to them as well. She is wearing a lot of frills, so, you know, a yellow top with exposed shoulders and a kind of uh, orange-pink kind of wrapped ribbon around her waist and just all the frills. So, like, the darkest color in her is still kind of a light maroon, but 
Um, yeah, just lots and lots of pinks and yellows and oranges all around. And uh, she has some dark maroon leggings that go down to her knees and some orange heels. And most noticeably, she also has a tiara, of course, uh, a pink one, and giant orange ribbons on her pigtails, which each have one yellow cat eye on them. And she also has a cat head shaped center to her bow in her bow around her waist as well. But right now she's on her phone. She's definitely editing a video for Idle Talk as they speak that she probably filmed about 10 minutes before, <laughs> just adding text and so on. But yeah, she's probably very focused and doesn't even notice anyone else coming into the room. Yeah, and uh, Trixie, I will say as a little bit of extra info, you're actually surprised and immediately a little worried at seeing Tiara here because uh, as I mentioned with the mention of Idol Talk, this is actually someone you've heard of on the Super Idol Grapevine. Radiant Tiara, or Lady Tia to her fans, may be a newcomer, but her star is rising alarmingly fast. She's had a few viral hits so far in recent months, and she's quickly becoming one of the hottest new personalities on Idol Talk. That alone would be a little intimidating, but the other worrying thing that you know about her is that she was sponsored by Crimson Signal before you and your friends took them down a few weeks ago. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's how this is gonna be. Uh, <laughs> that's how this is gonna be. Like, all of Crimson Signal's contracts are null and void at this point. They're totally out of the picture. Their name is Mud, but still... <laughs> Mm-hmm. An interesting web you weave, Miss Cerise. An interesting <laughs> web. I cannot believe... I'm sitting here so mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we wanted to keep certain things secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, you know I get really <laughs> Um, All in good fun. All yes. in good fun. So anyway, um, Trixie, how are you feeling knowing that your opponent is the illustrious Radiant Tiara? Trixie kind of does that thing where you like suck on your teeth, like to make that like noise. I'm not going to do it on the mic because it's not a good, but she like sucks her teeth and she's like, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. And she lifts her head up high and proud. She also has pigtails. Hers are like the half up, half down one. So she flicks one of her pigtails as she walks past to like a seat or something, I think there's like a little flicker of um, light that plays off of them, off of her hand as she does so. And she sits down, takes out her phone, and definitely like tries to look like she's also really busy. But um, I think she's just on disc idol <laughs> messaging the group being like, you guys will not believe what I have to put <laughs> up with right now. <laughs> and quite honestly, I think she's trying to work herself up into like an almost angry tizzy because rap is so much about taking emotions and like using them to propel yourself forward. And a lot of those emotions can be negative sometimes, like sadness, anger, um, and almost like cunning and sly and push of, of uh, aspiration. But rap isn't about being nervous. Rap isn't about being scared. And so she's trying to make herself feel those other emotions 
because she knows who this is. She has seen Lady Tia's stuff. So she cannot let herself like get um, intimidated. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to like, <laughs> she's trying to puff up like a small angry dog because <laughs> at least that way she can use these emotions in a positive way. If that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. <laughs> so we have the, the both of you um, just sitting on your phones may or may not be actually busy, but you're certainly there. Um, do you think you would, be the sort to notice each other eventually or make contact or just sort of silently size each other up. I'm making sure to tap <laughs> extremely loudly on my phone. So she has to say something. <laughs> or at least that's like my goal. <laughs> yeah. I think that Tiara would eventually realize that there was someone else in the room that is doing light stuff that is not her. Uh, so uh, when she first looks up, she probably, if, uh, Trixie actually sees her face. She probably looks a little bit nervous at first, but immediately puts on a really big winning smile and is like, wow, hello. Uh, are you my competition for today? Trixie stops typing and only like looks up from the corner of her eye, makes direct eye contact, then looks back at her phone. Yeah. Hmm, I see. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not sure I'm familiar with your work. Could you tell me your idol name? I think she'd like shift, put her phone down, kind of like lean back in her chair, cross a leg, just trying to posture a lot. <laughs> um, name's Trixie. Ooh, uh, yeah, I don't think I've heard of you. Oh, sorry, I'm Radiant Tiara. Uh, my fans call me Lady Tia, and that's my name over on Idol Talk. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, this is my first competition here at Sing, so uh, I, I don't know how many people here are actually also on Idol Talk, but you seem like you have been around a while. I like your, your powers. Do you also use light magic? Maybe. Hmm, I see. Mm-hmm. But uh, Idol Talk, okay. It's talking like she like hasn't seen every single video that Tiara's made. <laughs> Literally every single video. It, it, if Lady T is like one of those idol talk users who like makes dances, also has learned every single day. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like acting like she's not the. She is as big of a idol nerd as like Jaden. She just tries so hard not to let anybody ever see it. <laughs> no, they can't know that you enjoy things. They can't know that like, she's like a 15-year-old girl. They can't know that I'm happy and I like things. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of like shrugs and she's like, no, I mean, Idol Talk is cool and stuff, but no, I'm here representing my school's Idol Club. So, Wow, your school's Idol Club. That's so cool. I uh, I wish I could have an idol club at my school, but there really isn't anyone else around that's also an idol. So I'm kind of by myself. Well, I wasn't always by myself, but now I am. So yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, you're big on idol talk. What do you need a club for? I don't know. It would be nice to have some friends. Mm. I mean, doesn't everybody want to go solo? Well, I mean, I do enjoy being solo, but hmm, I don't know. It just I've never gotten to use my powers with anyone before. It's kind of strange. I was planning to do some work with, well, my last job, but that didn't quite work out. So 
Now I have to figure out something new. Yeah, Trixie gets like a little smirk. Oh, what happened to your last job? <laughs> well, I was starting to work for this company and they were giving me all this really nice tech and I was so excited to sign with them. But then something happened. I don't really quite know. Uh, Mom and Dad won't actually let me read the news all the time. So uh, I, I kind of understand what happened, but I don't really know. But everyone's saying they're bad people. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Mom and Dad just said it's no good. So yeah, it's... um. Hmm, that's where we are. <laughs> so now I'm on my own. But uh, luckily, I do have quite a lot of fans on Idle Talk that I can talk to every day. And I really, really appreciate them so much. And it's so fun to talk to them like, OMG. <laughs> the more this girl talks, the more <laughs> like Trixie's face just falls. Because like, oh my god, you actually are like sweet and sugary and bubbly to the core. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I love the player, love it. <laughs> Lucy is a, a bit more of a sour patch. But yeah, I think she just like listens and it's just like, okay, I mean, I guess people like this really do exist. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, the whole point of being an idol is being big. So, a bunch of club members or. I mean, I don't know how many followers you have on Idle Talk, but um, I would definitely rather have. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I don't know me, but I think most people would rather have like a big following. So I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> you know, following doesn't always mean talent. So oh well, I haven't really gotten to use my powers in full over on Idle Talk. Um, I mostly just do the dances and stuff. It's so fun. <laughs> You know, if you want, uh, no matter what happens after this competition, maybe we should make a video together. That would be super cool. Yeah, no, maybe. We'll see. You can see that maybe Tiara's a little nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the, at the idea of making an idle talk video, Trixie definitely like shifts in her seat a little bit because on the inside, she knows that that is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think on that note, you hear your names called, and they're they're ready to take you out into the arena at this point. Oh, it's my turn! Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, well, uh, good luck, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, good luck. Bane kitten. You find yourself heading to the venue for dance-based matchups. It's a bit of an unconventional staging area, but one that's pretty exciting for someone with your skill set. You are actually headed to the Cadence Municipal Freerunning Park, which is a large outdoor area full of wooden and stone structures for parkour enthusiasts. So there will be lots of stuff there that you can jump and climb on and make your dance moves even more impressive. And as you are walking down the streets of Cadence in the direction of the park, you can't help but notice an abundance of posters plastered up everywhere. And I say you can't help noticing because these posters are extremely gaudy and hard to miss. They're made of this shimmery holofoil that glares in your eyes when, you, when the sun hits them the wrong way. And the color scheme is very flashy and loud on top of that. You can barely even tell what they depict just because of how gaudy they are, 
And what you can make out is basically just the silhouette of a round-headed figure doing a classic pointing disco pose, and the initials DDB are emblazoned across the bottom. So I've got my palm over the top of my eyes to kind of shield them a little bit from the light, and I'm squinting and trying to read the poster, (laughs) except just the way it reflects on the light, it makes it a little bit difficult, so I can... It's very painful to look at. Yeah. (laughs) Angie just doesn't have great luck with finding things on the walls that she can read. (laughs) Yeah, it's a character trait at this point. (laughs) Anyway, as as you approach the entrance to this park, uh, you meet up with some tournament staff who are going to shepherd you off to a tented area off on the side that's marked for contestants and staff. As you enter this tent and you speak with the tournament staffers in there, they check your name off a list and they, they look at the list to see who you're matched up against. And they pause. Oh. Oh, so you're matched with the... Oh. Oh, dear. Um, my sympathies. Uh, and they point down at the list so you can read this name for yourself. It says, Disco. And then you have to, again, strain a bit to read the rest because the spelling is very unintuitive. <laughs> it's it's spelled D-A-Y-H-V-E-D space B-A-U-I. And maybe you don't really even have much time to figure it out because um, the staffer gestures across the tent to a very shiny person who is currently engaged in an argument with another staffer. And they are... Uh, Hi, my name is Lucas. He, him pronouns. And I will be playing Disco David Bowie. Uh, (laughs) So to describe Disco David Bowie... You are looking at a humanoid being is the best term to describe it. Their skin is silver sequins that are constantly reflecting off of any light in the area. They're wearing a open white suit jacket, very large shoulders. Their head is completely hairless. They have these uh, striking eyes filled with determination. They're wearing white bell-bottom jeans. And they are also wearing these neon green roller skates as they're skating around the staffer that they're arguing with. For for the last time, you can't put up any posters inside the park area. It's an official venue. We can't show bias towards any one competitor. Like, I don't know how many times I can tell you this how many different ways. Well, then maybe we can just place the posters of both of us out there. Equal competition. People need to see me. They need there's to understand the, why they're coming here. There's more than the two of you competing today. We need. Uh, <laughs> there's not going to be enough room. Not everybody has a poster. Well, then maybe this is a bit of an oversight on the staff's part. I'll be sure to pass that along to my supervisor. I thought you were the supervisor. I've been asking for the supervisor for 27 minutes. How how am I going to keep a straight face through this whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the conversation is going on in this fashion as you watch this from the other side of the tent. I think Angie's watching this going on, arms crossed, in just what can really be described as stunned silence. Like, uh, is this person for real? 
eyebrow raise type of stunt silence. Wait, do you feel that? Do you feel that freaky energy in here? Oh, the competition has arrived. And I do a quick spin on my roller skates to face you. Uh, hello. Greetings there, smooth skin. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm like a little nervous, you know, because I normally don't compete by myself without my team, but I'm doing all right otherwise. There's nothing to be nervous about. You're here to perform. You're just exposing your heart and soul to the crowd. They're going to love you out there. Don't you worry. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, you're... I'm Disco David Bowie. And what's your name? Evangeline Blake, also known as Bane Kitten. Oh, Funky, you've got two different names. Well, I look forward to a competition filled with fierceness and pride for our craft. Sure, me too. Have you tried the tiny sandwiches? They're just delightful. No, I think I think I'll go and get some and then... Uh, She's going to walk over to the, I guess there's like a catering table. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like a craft services table. And because the SingStar tournament has a lot of money and resources behind it, they're really good little sandwiches. You also have like, again, uh, as with some of your past venues, the fanciest of sodas are also available. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I definitely take the soda that I think would be the fanciest. Uh... You know, I like sip it through a straw and I think it's because I'm a little bit too nervous to eat and I ate before I came here. (laughs) It's probably one of those signs like sponsored by blah, blah, blah restaurant or whatever. (laughs) Don't worry, I made the sandwiches myself. My restaurant sponsored today's event. Oh, yes. You can actually see logos on like the sides of some of the products that say um, Stardust because of course <laughs> the taste is out of this world oh well okay and she doesn't want to offend so she does take a little sandwich to nibble on yeah they're terrible to David they're wonderful they taste like home but you're taking a bite of this and you're wondering why anyone created this thing that can only be named a, a sin of humanity and I just discreetly throw it in the bin next to the <laughs> and drink like a lot of soda to just get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> so I think probably this is the vibe for the rest of the time that you're waiting in this tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like generally they seem like an affable person, but they sure are a person, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. They're a personality. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're a shining personality in more than one way. Tell me, Bane Kitten, what is your freaky dicky powers? Um, I'm mostly just really strong. So I can, like, punch things, break stuff, and I'm an amazing dancer. That's incredible. Your strength must come from your heart. You seem like someone who's got so much love to give to this world. Yeah, love. And I like to show my love through my fists. 
And she says like the last part a little thoughtfully, like, yeah, that is how I <laughs> show. Sometimes the In language of violence is just the only one we can speak when our passions are going. Yeah, I think you're right. And then eventually, finally, thankfully, the two of you hear your names called and staffers come to retrieve you and lead you to opposite ends of the free-running park. Vivi, you find yourself at the venue for vocal matchups. You don't know exactly what the other venues look like, but this one might be the smallest of the lot. That doesn't make it any less impressive, though. You found yourself at a place called the Moonbeam Lounge, an upscale jazz club and dinner theater in the Neon District. It's a narrow building with very plush velvet and wood interiors, and it's built around a circular dining and staging area that has two levels for tables and chairs, one on ground level and one on sort of like a half-circle balcony. And the stage here is fairly small, maybe half the size of the one at the Stormlight. And even with the two levels, there isn't a ton of seating here. So it's very clear that this whole place is designed to provide a very intimate sounding performance experience for diners and singers. And as you enter the building, you meet with some of the tournament staff who end up shepherding you off to a backstage green room type area. And as you enter the green room and speak with the tournament staffers there, they check your name off a list and let you know that you'll be matched up today against an idol named Selena Tsukino. You think you might have heard that name before, but you're not sure where. In any case, you look around the room, your eye eventually catches a person who looks like they might be eyeing you. And that person is... Hey. My name is Alexis Sarah. I have she, her, gay, gem pronouns, and I'll be playing Selena Sakino. Selena is pink, pigtails. She's really on the pink on pink on pink. So she's stacked to the nines. She has like a, a really pretty little pink idol dress and cute little pumps and is exuding a very cutesy energy right now. Kind of like sweet fairy K kind of vibe. Nice, nice. Are you just kind of hanging out right now, or are you actively looking for who your opponent might be? Uh, I'm definitely actively looking at who my opponent is, but I'm, like, holding my phone pretending that I'm, like, social media or something. Like, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Vivi, I think, just has a very serious attitude right now and walks over and says, Oh, are you going to be uh, my matchup today? Oh, I don't know. What's your name? Violence Violet. Oh, then it looks like I will be your opponent. I'm Selena Sakino. Pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you too. And reach, you know, reaches out a gloved hand. She'll shake your hand and be like, "I didn't expect for my competition to be so pretty." Uh, well, I, <clears throat> you have a very, very good look too. I think this will be um a good match. I think so too. Show me what you're made of. Um. <clears throat> Look, I, I've got a lot writing on this. I'm, I need to succeed in this tournament, so I'd like to relax and and have fun with it. But I hope you understand I'm not going to go easy on you. Well, that's fine because I have no intention of going easy on you either. I'll 
totally crush you, but maybe you'll prove me wrong. Uh, to make it up for you, if I beat you, I could take you on a date. She winks. <laughs> Vivi's like, part of her idol transformation is like paler skin, like, you know, more sort of goth makeup, but like, there's definitely some blush starting to show through. Just, I, we'll, we'll see how things go in the match. It, um, okay, sounds good. I look forward to it. If I was to lose to anyone, yeah, I would be happy to lose to you. <laughs> she grins. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I, uh, appearance-wise, by the way, I think I forgot to ask, um, what is Vivi wearing to the competition today? At the moment, she's still wearing her usual so far outfit of the black, elegant Lolita dress with purple ribbons and white gloves. Ah, yes. Violence Violet classic. <laughs> yes. Iconic. Okay. And I think uh, it's not too long after that that uh, the two of you hear your names called and the staffers come to retrieve you and lead you to opposite wings of the backstage area. And as you both wait there for the match to start, from where you stand, you can see the crowd out in the main area, and it is as packed as the venue will allow. Again, since this is sort of a dinner theater environment, there are tables in addition to chairs. There are some people that each of you recognize in the audience. For Vivi, at one table you see your family there, you see your mom and dad and Alice are all around like one little table, and I think they catch a glimpse of you from the audience, and they give you that enthusiastic like, hi, oh my god, mm-hmm. kind of wave. <laughs> Yeah, Vivi steps out on the stage. She has sort of a deer in headlights look, but sees her friends and family and like lightens up a little and gives them a smile and a wave. Mm-hmm. And up on the balcony seating, if you look further up, you see another friendly, familiar face. You see Grace is up there, and they give you a nice like wave as well. Um, and they're they're sipping a nice bit of <laughs> nice bit of wine in the afternoon. And at the same table, unfortunately, the, this probably will pet a bit of a damper on the mood is also Mary Rain has come to watch your inaugural tournament match as well. Yeah, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely um, a sharp nod to Mary Rain just to acknowledge her. Do you think she knows much about your off-brand powers at this point? No, I've not told her about that yet. Okay, so I think she looks fairly expectant at you. She has no reason to be anything but pleased and expecting a wonderful performance. Mm -hmm. And Selena, you definitely have your own stands out in the audience as well. The reason you might have found Selena's name familiar, by the way, uh, and I think you maybe start to realize this as you you see the fans in the crowd and you, you put two and two together, you realize that you've probably seen selena on idol tube before she has quite a big idol tube following and there are definitely people here to show that <laughs> they're very enthusiastic and most noticeably they're wearing a, a whole bunch of selena branded merchandise with like the stars and crowns and crescent moon insignia and lots and lots of bright pink bubblegum colors <laughs> <laughs> perfect and selena's just like Hey there, my hellfires, and yet to converse. We're going to put on a good show for you. Violence, Violet is one of the best in the biz. Yeah. For, for the, the tone of your audience, do you think they would be similarly supportive, or do they know that you actually mean I'm going to crush her? 
Um, Selena has a strong policy of we don't um, be mean to other queer people. Good, good. Okay, yes, I like this very much. That's okay. very good. <laughs> Trans solidarity. Yes. You know, it's all very queer, positive queer music and very like, this is for the community kind of stuff. All right. So yeah, your your audience is very friendly too and ready to, to give big cheers and claps for both of you then. <laughs> yeah. Plus Selena wants to hype up her opponent so that mm-hmm. or lose it. Either way, it's like, well, I thought the best. I said so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, especially like if you've got like representatives from Rain Shadow Records here as well, like that's a tall order and all the more impressive if you win. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good point for Vivi to turn and there's a flash of purple light. She summons her sword and her outfit changes to one with a black jacket with studs along the lapels, a shorter skirt with purple frills and layers, more like a lot of idle outfits, and she's wearing black boots with lots of buckles and fishnet stockings, Uh, still has a thinner ribbon tied around her waist with a bow at the front of her waist, as well as a bow tie at the top of her shirt under the jacket and bow in her hair, and she points her sword at Selena and The sleeve on the other arm of her jacket starts to glow purple and comes apart into several ribbons that wave menacingly around her left hand as she points and says, I'm Violence Violet, and you have earned yourself a following, and I know that you're a skilled opponent, but I'm going to be the top idol in this tournament. (laughs) Good luck. There's only room for one at the top, and it's me. Just kidding. Actually, there's like a lot of, usually there's a top 10. You know how it goes. But anyway, number one. <laughs> oh, there can only be one at the top. I think you hear some oohs and ahs in the crowd in that sort of, oh, it's on kind of way. <laughs> also, Selena is blushing just a little bit because Violence Violet looks very good in this transformation. <laughs> With Thirsty Sword Lesbian, she would have been smitten. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. And uh, I guess, uh, again, to, to check in with Mary, is this an approved costume change? No, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> you can see from the balcony that Mary Rain is looking pensive. She's trying not to betray what she thinks of this right now. Uh, she's simultaneously speaking to Selena and also speaking to Mary Rain without looking at Mary. Hmm. I think you can feel the weight of some of those doom marks that you've taken over the past arc. (laughs) Yes. The last thing I want to mention about this setting before the actual match gets started, um, there is on the back curtained wall behind you a simple white text projection with your names in glowing text and a long string of numbers next to each name that are currently all set to zero. And this is basically a scoreboard and the way this is going to work both the live audience members here and anyone watching this match via live stream will be able to send as many likes as they want to either competitor throughout the match. And this will be displayed on the scoreboard as you go. And whoever gets the most likes by the end of the match will be the winner. And as the both of you get set up at the like stand-up mics in the middle of this stage, the final announcements count down three... Two, one, 
begin. Thank you so much for listening to Super Idols RPG. And thanks to the wonderful cast of today's episode. Valerie slash Violence Violent was played by Dana Alexa, who can be found on Twitter at AuthorX. Angie slash Bane Kitten was played by T. Jaden slash Elementum was played by Drac, who can be found on Twitter at Draconix. Alan slash Queen Bee was played by Luca, who can be found on Twitter at QueenBE1516087. Lucia slash Trixie was played by Liv Chavez, who can be found on Twitter at LiveInADay. Special thanks as well to our tournament guest players for this episode. The Saint of Roses was played by Keith Asada, who can be found on Twitter at Keith Asada. Blue Stallion was played by Lance Rando, who can be found on Twitter at Bibliophage413. Radiant Tiara was played by Ayumi Shinozaki, who can be found on Twitter at Ayushinos. Disco David Bowie was played by Lucas, who can be found on Twitter at Earl of Winnipeg. And Selena Tsukino was played by Alexis Sarah, who can be found on Twitter at Transcomics. Dialogue, cleanup editing, and structuring for this episode was done by Kathleen Childs, whose work can be found on the Sword of Symphonies and Roar to Heaven podcasts at peachgardengames.com. GMing, final editing, and mastering for this episode was done by me, Aaron Cerise. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron Cerise, and you can find more information and art for Super Idols on our website at superidolsrpg.wordpress.com. This campaign is played using Masks, a new generation, written by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games, with custom moves by Aaron Cerise and Zach P. Our opening theme is Le Chevalier Noir Instrumental by Cyborg Jeff, and is used under license from Gemendo Music. Our ending theme is Born to Drive Me Crazy Instrumental by Humans Win, and is under license from Storyblocks.com. All other incidental music and sound effects for this episode are licensed from Storyblocks.com and Freesound.org, with the exception of Vivi's new transformation theme, which is Breakthrough, a Creative Commons track by Paratune. Thank you all for listening, stay well, and goodbye until next time.